And sometimes, you know, it's nothing you need to change. You just got to keep working and your time will come. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're on the right track and it's not your turn, I don't care. Like, you're not going to make it your turn mm-hmm. by trying to force it. It's like you got to just keep to the grind, keep to the grind, mm-hmm. and then it, it'll turn around. I mean, I, I watch it with lots of people. Yay! You made it to another episode of the Weekend Hustle podcast. My name is Shelby Oleschlager, and I'll be your host as we dive into barrel racers, athletes, and just people of the world to share, motivate, and inspire us all to be the best that we can be. Together, we can hustle. I took a couple four-year-olds, and then I took, I have Stinger, just, uh, they brought him to me today, and I'm going to make one more run on him before Sherry gets him, and so I exercised him and worked him, and then I have, like, another cold that's not running, but just just got he was exercised and mm-hmm. exhibitioned and um I took like an open horse and exercised him and exhibitioned him just to kind of get a cruise through because I've been gone uh this week after Fort Smith I went um just for a few days vacation and mm-hmm. then so I just needed to work horses and it's been real wet everywhere so um they have a nice track there just went and exercised and worked horses Nice. Perfect day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Man, life, life of a horse trainer. That's so cool. So when you're um, like, when you're taking these younger horses, what kind of is your process? Like that was one question that came up a lot is just obviously like you're big in futurity and derby. Like that's your main thing other than last year is a lot of rodeo, which we're definitely going to talk about. But when you're taking these young horses, what is kind of your goal and your process when you're getting them out to expo? And also when do you know they're ready? So you know, this year's been different. Like my colts are a little bit behind. Um, you know, at Fort Smith, like my fraternity colts work good. They're just behind, and usually my horses are a little bit behind because I'm kind of a slower trainer. But I usually am caught up by Fort Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, last fall kind of set me back a little bit, but uh, just because I usually haul those horses quite a bit and really just take them to different arenas. I uh, usually get like three exhibitions. I'll kind of like local through, let them see the pattern, cruise them through. I'm not a big stop them and drill them. I kind of like let them like kind of build their confidence. So I try to treat it like a field trip. Like, okay, we're going and have fun. And then like my last exhibition, I'll just like trot them or correct whatever I need to correct. And then I kind of like, um, just see where their weakest points are and then I'll go home and work on that and then I'll haul them again and kind of build on that and I try to make everything a really positive um, like positive reinforcement instead of like hammering on those colts because mm-hmm. I feel like and I, I relate a lot of it to me as a kid growing up my personality I didn't do well with getting hammered on yeah. I did well with like um, you know a lot of hard work ethic but also like positive reinforcement like Mm -hmm. okay like you're getting closer but uh, maybe work on this and improve this and that's kind of how I try to treat my Colts Mm -hmm. so I don't I don't hammer on Colts too much and then um I'm big like I have to wait on those Colts to really come into their own because I won't handle them in a run very much. Everything's usually like with my body positioning and um, body language and everything. So my style usually takes a little bit longer. And then I don't call a lot of horses and I ride a lot of my own. So those horses have to make a barrel horse, especially if there's talent in there. So if it takes me a little longer, I don't get too big of a hurry. Um, So I I can't really rush the prop like the like process yeah so like this year I'm back on track so I started hauling my three-year-old some so well I'll haul them quite a bit um just take them to different pens and kind of build on them from there start exhibition on them and just everything building their confidence Mm -hmm. and if there's Mm -hmm. one that's a three-year-old that's not real confident you know we might hold them or you know let them go work cows or something like that but it's all about kind of like keeping it fun for them and positive reinforcement and then those ones that are going to be superstars and ready at the beginning they're going to be superstars and ready at the beginning to begin with um and those ones that are going to take a little longer i don't care how much pressure you put on them it's not gonna it's not gonna mm-hmm. make cream rice it usually just makes 
like soured milk. Yeah. Yeah. So many, uh, it's like so many problems that you don't need and that you can avoid if you just take your time and have patience. And I love that, like building their confidence, have the patience and kind of like progress how the horse is going to allow you to progress. And you're kind of, I guess in that sense, you're like taking them out to test them to see how they do. And then you know, if they yeah. tell you we need to fix this and whatnot. Yeah. I love that. And I actually kind of relate. That makes me feel better. Cause I feel I'm usually, cause I mean, I'm definitely not near the scale as you are right now, but with my futurity horses, it's always like I start slower and like, I'm never on top at the beginning of the year, but I usually finish the strongest because it's just that slow progression. So I kind of like that you said that just of, you know, sometimes if they take a bit longer, but as long as you're doing all the confidence and stuff and just getting them where you want. So it's, it's kind of funny though. Cause like I was at Fort Smith and it was like, Oh, Ryan, you're having such a bad week. And I was like, really? I didn't think it was that bad. You know, Oh, I feel so sorry for you. I was like, Oh, hell, I'm not even feeling sorry for myself. Maybe yeah. I should. I mean, it's but like same. their way of saying, hey, Ryan, you really suck this week. You get your shit together. And I'm like, no, I mean, really, my colts were pretty good. I didn't run them back in the constellation or anything because they all did pretty good. I couldn't really ask them to do much more. Mm. Um, and, you know, for where they're at, they're just, yeah. just a tick behind. I, I feel like I'll have some really strong colts this fall. And then my, my colts for next year, won't they won't be behind. But just mm-hmm. last year, rodeo, it just kind of, for the amount of colts I have, it's not like I had like one or two colts I could haul mm-hmm. with me. You know, I had like 10 and um, all my owners were like super aware of it and stuff. But um, it was just a business decision. And it's just, uh, you know, I had to um, give up a little bit in certain areas sure. to um, do that. I know. That's amazing. So what actually made you kind of like that trigger for you that made you want to pursue the rodeo world? It's not my thing. But um, it's not my thing, and you gotta love it. You know, my passion is with these colts, and I love like my barrel racing producers, and I love my fraternity friends. I don't have very many friends, but the ones I have, I like to bullshit with and yeah. set up, and um, you know, I constantly learning, and uh, I like being around um, a lot of the trainers, and I love watching the horses progress and grow. But um, really, like, feel the sting. You know, yeah. did it for him. Uh, it was really cool to have an opportunity to train a horse like that. And then uh, I never really got a full year of fraternity or a full year of derby on him just because the breeding or he got hurt, this and that. And so um, in uh, 2019, uh, you know, Jason and Charlie, they, they like to rodeo. And they're like, Ryan, we really want you to kind of think about maybe rodeoing on him. And I was like, like maybe you can make it 2019 I was like now let's go for 2020 I'll get in the buildings for 2020 so if I could go the summer 2019 get in the buildings and then we'll do it 2020 and that's just like a a vision I had and that's what I wanted to do and those guys were really really great they provided lots of opportunity there's a lot of trainers that don't get the opportunity um to do something like that one because it is so expensive and uh anyhow those that like jason and charlie and dan they went above and beyond Mm -hmm. so um i was able to fly back and forth keep working my horses they didn't you know i didn't get any sleep i didn't get the rodeo um lifestyle of you know hit some rodeos and then go sightseeing (laughs) i hit some rodeos flew home worked my ass off get back on the plane go back you know and it was it was really long and exhausting and it would have been completely rewarding if if i had finished out with stinger but you know um I guess the good Lord just wanted to test my fortitude to see how gritty I was. So anyhow, and then I think you wanted to seal the deal and be like, I'm going to make sure you don't like this rodeo thing anymore. <laughs> I test your fortitude. Oh, no. So anyways, um, but it was, it was a really good moment. Uh, the tour finale deal. I, um, you know, I wouldn't take that back for anything. Uh, just uh, watch me grow as a, a, a an athlete because you know, everybody has a weakness, you know, I really have to work at it. Nothing is a natural ability for me. I'm real passionate, everything I do, but I had, I've worked every bit of it, whether it's like fitness, um, whether it's like studying everyone, I load up and go and haul for for years and I'm still learning, but, um, to watch my mental growth grow where I could handle the pressure, like at the tour finale, like they gave me a shot to get in there, you know, be eighth, 
fourth and then come in there and win it on a horse that I trained and watch genetics come into play and just a team come into play and just the whole thing come together. I wouldn't trade that for the world. I wish I had had him for the finals. Mm -hmm. So if I had known, you know, that, that was just a, just a thing and, you know, just, um, something I had to adjust for and it made me even more hungry to get back into the fraternity world and mess with my Colts and be home with all my animals and stuff. Like right now I'm driving home. I've got six dogs with me, my bird and my badger. Yeah. So like, love it. <laughs> that's like, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing. But, um, and then the next step, you know, see a uh, singer get well yeah. and come back sound and then watch him, I, I think him and Sherry are going to do great things. And that's, that's something that I thoroughly enjoy as a trainer, like making mm -hmm. these horses, watching them grow and uh, trying to match them up and, or, you know, have someone that was like your idol growing up, yeah. ride a horse that you trained that she, that's out of her great mare, you know? Yeah. So it, it's all worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Even like the highs and lows kind of, cause like your NFR experience, obviously I don't know super detail, but for me, I'm like, man, this poor girl, like I felt like you said, just all the tests you had, I'm like, man, what else does this woman have to go through? So it started like Stinger is just like absolutely amazing. And I was super sad as I'm sure a lot of people were to not see you guys perform in the finals and how, like, what did that take for you to mentally kind of, I guess, just wrap your head around that and move forward the best you could? Well, what do you do? I mean, there's nothing to wrap your head around, you know, when um, you just adjust yeah. I mean, that's just life, you know, mm -hmm. so you make the best of it. I gave my, you know, 110%, um, you know, and as long as I tried as hard as I could, there's nothing more I could do. I left, you know, barrels up all 10 yeah. nights, caught yeah. an average check, yeah. placed in one of the rounds, you know, yeah. it was just, it just was one of those things. Um, it was a beautiful deal to get there, you know, close out the season really strong. Yeah, it was great memories with that horse. And um, then, you know, what do you do? You just like yeah. life does that to people. And there's some people that want to waller in their sorrows. And I don't have any pity for people <laughs> about that, because it is just what you make it. You take mm -hmm. the good, you leave the bad and you learn from it. So I learned a lot from it. And um, it made me appreciate uh, where, where I'm most passionate at. Yeah. And um, it was a very nice goal to have you know not every I mean there's tons of great trainers and how many great trainers um have you know there's a lot of people that dream of going to the NFR and I'm just super fortunate to you know had the opportunity to go one time yeah. so um take that and mm -hmm. I'm super grateful for the opportunity and I'm super grateful that it kind of made me appreciate where my passion is even more so and yeah. made me appreciate like my world of fraternity and derbies even more so because uh -huh. uh, if you rodeo for a living you have to love it <laughs> love it and um you know it just it's not it's not my passion it's not something that yeah. rocks my world you know but um but there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you're passionate about however it was a good story because um, you know, where I come from, Florida, and if you go back to like my high school rodeo career and stuff, I was like, nobody. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then when I moved out to Texas, I mean, if you go through everything and, and, and it's like that with a lot of trainers, some, some people get handed stuff a little bit easier. Sometimes life just gives them, throws mm -hmm. them a bone a little easier. Some of us have to scrape, crawl you know, totally. I'm one of those people that had a scrape crawl just, and I learned to do it with a smile on my face and take the good and leave the bad yeah. and just kind of get gritty and step over stuff. I mean, uh -huh. that's, uh, it's, it was good to see a progression from like where I came from in Florida, riding the kind of horses I rode to yeah. closing it out, like at the tour <laughs> finales and making it to the finals. And, Absolutely. you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a good, um, motivation for a lot of people that yeah. if they ever have doubts that they can't, they can't, you know, you just can't ever let your brain tell you, you can't, you know, everything, everything's possible as long as you 
Yeah. You know, have it up here. If you feel it and you think it, it's you can actually make it happen. And I kind of like that story anyways, a bit more of like, and I feel, yeah, like you said, it's so much more relatable, but also going through the trenches and learning that way. I think you come out so much wiser and have way more knowledge like you, like you said, you learn through those experiences. And if you learn, like, that's a good thing. So I just kind of like that. Like, I appreciate that type of journey and that type of beginning. Cause I mean, like, I really should have just, you figured out on your own, like, and you have to get that gritty drive because if you don't have it, then you're not going to make it just kind of like you, what you said about rodeo. Um, what was the beginning of your story? Like what got you into futurity horses? Well, um, <laughs> It's really funny because, like, I, I was big into, uh, well, I have a finance degree, and then when I came out to Texas, you know, it's really interesting what life throws at people and then what makes them change their ways and, and kind of go down uh, different, hold on, sorry, um, go down different paths. Yeah. So, like, I used to have this huge passion for acupuncture, and I went to human acupuncture school and uh, equine acupuncture and chiropractics and homeopathy, and I want to help all these people and everything, and just different things that life threw at me and um, kind of changed my personality a little bit, kind of changed my passion. I threw everything into my colds, just just some stuff that happened in life. Um, and even though it's not anything I'd wish upon anybody, it was definitely a learning experience and it made me really tough, really gritty and super, I, I wouldn't say arrogant, but confident, like to be able to do stuff on your own, make decisions on your own, tell people no if they're stepping on you, telling people exactly what you think black and white you know that's a lot of issues with the world now today everyone's worried about hurting each other's feelings mm -hmm. you don't have to say anything ugly you just have to be very honest and upfront and um, a little selfish kind of so oh any horse trainer <laughs> any horse trainer any any athlete any yeah. athlete that that's all they do is eat drink and sleep what they do and they have that much passion they're selfish so i mean it's like anybody that gets with a horse trainer or any type of athlete it doesn't yeah. matter if they're really good at what they do they're selfish yeah. in a way um not that's bad. just part of it yeah not a bad thing at all though no no I mean that's that's one of the big reasons why I'm not I'm not a, a reproducer <laughs> I've got fur babies yeah literally because I'm selfish yeah but anyways but I do enjoy help people like I like to help people that want to be helped. So like it's it's fun to see different people that you know like get a horse from me or have um like desire to start like and, and if their their ways of training or their ways of understanding a horse kind of match with mine. It's it's fun to see like help people grow with their horses, you know, mm -hmm, for sure. And uh, and there's a lot of different um, types of horses that I rode. Um, breeding like bloodlines wise I mean I rode a spectrum of different horses and I can get along with a spectrum of different horses whether it's not just one certain bloodline yeah. and that I I kind of um contribute that to making um chicken salad out of chicken shit you know <laughs> like, like learning learning to adjust to a horse and figure yeah. out how to speak their language um yeah. with different bloodlines yeah. How did that happen? Like, what is that like for you actually? Cause that was one of the things I want to know when you're going to a race and you have how many horses that you're running, like, how do you kind of, I guess almost cart cartmentalize like the different horses, like going from one horse to the other, how do you get your mindset ready per horse? Is there a problem? You know, all my, all my horses, I, I let them have like, so I give them an outline. So they have an outline, but they understand my body language. So yeah. if you see a horse running off with me, it's, there's no way I'm going to make it good because I don't handle a horse very much. Um, mm -hmm. And so it takes me a lot, little longer to get those horses to like feel my body. That's like kind of what I, I don't like to handle a horse very much, but they melt with me and I kind of give them an outline like, hey, this is where I want you to go. This is where I want you to do when my body does this. And yeah. I really study like my videos, like, okay, like if I have a horse stepping off or if I have a horse cutting in, like I go back and I watch my videos and I watch mm -hmm. my body position mm -hmm. because 
a lot of a lot of trainers like i hear a lot of trainers you know and some people are just out to win their fraternity year and that's it but i've got to make a horse to be sold at the end of the year or go on to the owner so um and these horses that are that we're riding a lot of them are bred to be barrel horses yeah so there's really you should have a high percentage of ones that make um maybe not your top fraternity winners but eventually could be someone's uh main mount or a winner down the road so um i kind of give those folks an outline and then i let them kind of fill it in with their own um style but if you watch a lot of my horses i kind of they they all kind of run and respond to my body all the same i don't have to do that much different right that just to make your life so much easier too right like if you know your horse is doing this or this, it's like, it might be a me problem because the horse learns what your body's telling it. And I think that's like nine times out of 10. Anyways, I love that you watch your videos just to see like, what am I maybe doing wrong to cue the horse incorrectly? Cause if you're doing it so consistently, which you definitely need to, I guess, when you have that many horses and I'm sure you learned that maybe the harder way to like just developing your own style. Right. So like, I absolutely love your style. Like I watch your videos. I'm like, man, like you just stay so square. And I feel like you're so cautious with your hands and you are super loose. So can you kind of like explain your style a bit? Like when you're working your young horses, like what is the outline for you when you're training them for futurity? You know, um, I try to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And I tried to keep them just mainly in tune to me. So um, I don't want them overthinking it. And I try not to put over pressure on. Mm-hmm. So I wait for a lot of those horses to come into themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, And I can feel a lot of colds. Like there's certain colds that I can feel like this is going to be a badass. And I can feel it. And then like I might be like, oh, man, this is a damn good cold, you know. And yeah. a lot of my friends will be looking at me like, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Continue. And then I, I mean, I've even had some trainers say, Ryan, you think they're all good, but I mean, I find good in all of them. I just thoroughly Aww. enjoy the horses. And, yeah. um, and I, and I mean, I love a horse and, um, I try to, to kind of build on their good mm-hmm. and some of them are going to be more superstars than the others. And as I get older, I'm going to have to be more, um, selective with which ones I keep in ride and which ones I try to like, place somewhere or whatnot because I can only ride so many mm-hmm. but um uh so I I you know I grew up riding with um there's like some people in Florida uh Squeak Huber and um Alan Staley and then Kim Landry and uh they showed me different stuff and then when I moved out here in Texas I mean I, I keep going and watching and um I went and rode with Dina some and there's some stuff I took from Dina I've gone around road with Ron Rawls and so like my my stuff is just constantly um growing mm-hmm. and learning and watching and when you get your ass kicked you go and you watch who wins and you see what they're doing different and sometimes you know it's nothing you need to change you just got to keep working and your time will come mm-hmm. I mean if you're on the right track and it's not your turn I I don't care like you're not going to make it your turn yeah. by trying to force it it's like you got to just keep to the grind keep to the grind and then it, it'll turn around I mean I, I watch it with lo- lo- lots of people um but uh anyhow so I just really it's kind of like a dance and it's a little bit um I'm a little bit more philosophical trying to get into the minds of those cults where they enjoy it and have fun and me stay out of their way and them just flow and grow um, I do find that it's like interesting because if you keep them longer, it's like those calls, like they'll hit their highs and then you'll see like certain horses, not all horses, but certain horses, they'll go through like a, a downtime where it's like, they just not like some people are like, well, they just lost or whatever, but it's just yeah. like a growing time. Like maybe yeah. they're getting stronger. Maybe you got to adjust something, you know, until so those horses get like nine, 10, 11, 12, and you got a really seasoned veteran that's one thing and sometimes it's older than that but um it's it's a constant growth and like trying to keep people's minds where they don't beat themselves up over or beat up the horse over it or quit you know I mean it's it's a barrel race it's a growing thing and uh and 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 that's where people think you know it's not a car it's it's a it's a being Mm -hmm. so like and, and a lot of times soundness plays into it 
and the stars have to align, you know, um, I just, I mean, I've seen it a million times, like, you know, just like at the American semifinals, like in my opinion, like happy was, uh, I was running him at the semifinals and he threw down that first run and I was like, Oh heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Well then I get there Friday and he just wasn't right. Anyhow, he was getting really sick next day. I mean, full blown sick. And, and you know, that's not anyone's fault. That's just bad luck. Yeah. It's not your turn, you know? And, um, and I see a lot of people get bad attitudes about it, but it's like, I, you know, if, if you're working hard and you're doing everything you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like I try to always dot my eyes, cross my T's really, really try, try to keep my horses fit, healthy, you know, keep my mind open um, and train, train hard and stuff. I, I can't, I got to let the cards fall where they fall. Yeah. And you know, eventually it's like eventually going to happen though. Like if you're doing all the things, you know, at some point, if you just keep consistent, keep following through with the plan, it's going to be your turn one day. And yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, as long as you're kind of on the right path, there's some people that might need to get a little bit of help, you know, but that's part of keeping your mind open. That's part of being, you know, yeah. So anyhow, you got to find what works for you and, you know, watching people grow that come and get help and watching different people grow as trainers or different people that come ride with you and grow as mm-hmm. jockeys. That's very rewarding too. Um, so I, I always, and some people are like, man, I wouldn't give out all your secrets. I was like, there's no secrets. <gasps> I tell people what I do and uh-huh. they have to one outwork me. Yeah. And two, <laughs> they have to actually go and do it do and it. apply it. And you know mm-hmm. what? not very many people follow through. Yeah. Like some people think I'm full of shit and then some <laughs> people take it and I watch them change and, yeah. um, and just like, Which is great. Um, yeah. Like I watched Jody just create history this past weekend at, um, all four days. I mean, that was huge. Um, yeah. she came and started riding a couple years ago. It's just a little off and on sent me a couple horses that just needed time you know, can't, can't push them. They weren't ready to be pushed and just trying to get her mental game where she would just slow down and not try to win and just, just let it happen. I mean, she's really, to me, come a long ways mm-hmm. in a very short time, mm-hmm. but she really came and she like believes like everything is said and we like take it to the whole <laughs> other level. Like, I don't know, just you'll you'll tweak some stuff and make it your own style, but you know, and to watch somebody like really believe in like, it kind of fit her style and then to go do what she did. And just like, ah, first time make the finals. I think I'll win the Derby. Oh no, I'm going to show it up and win the freaking dirty too. I mean, <laughs> that's fun to see. Yeah. It's fun to see people do that. You know, got to be their cheerleaders, you know, like, cheer each other on yeah especially when they work work hard yeah for sure and um and I always there's some people I might not care for but I always respect the horse yeah you know that's true that's a good way to look at it actually instead of the person it's like it's always the horse first kind of thing and if you can help the horse help the person help the person help the horse and then (laughs) they'll win the futurity and derby (laughs) yeah that was that was really amazing and then um she dates my brother so my brother takes all that credit you know he tells everyone he trains stinger and yeah, <sighs> jody's dating him he's got he's got her horses trained too oh yeah <laughs> well thank your brother <laughs> that's awesome but yeah one thing you said that i literally just saw the quote and i mean like i've heard people say it's like why are you gonna give your secrets away or tell people like what you know but it's like i literally read a quote today and it said i'm gonna tell them because no one's actually going to follow through. Like maybe 1% is actually going to take action on the advice. So give all the best advice ever because like, you know, there's such a small, it comes back to you. You give, you give back. Yes. And it comes back to you. I mean, um, that's a, that's a big thing. I mean, there's, there's, there's some people that, you know, I mean, but that's just life. I mean, you see it happen all the time, but I'm a big believer. Like you give and it'll come back, you know, you, help yeah. people that need help and it's going to come back mm-hmm. exactly that's why I love barrel racing I feel like there's so many life lessons there like you learn so much more just about yourself and about how life works through just barrel racing and the competition and just the whole community in itself 
is a huge learning curve. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I love good competition. I mean, there's a lot of people that fret it, but I mean, that's what makes it fun. You know, that's true. When you look at it like that, you have to, you can't be like, Oh, they're there. But it's like, imagine if they weren't there though, like, what would it be like? It wouldn't be that fun. Like if it was easy, like, oh man, you some is- bragging rights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're going to win, win against the best. Literally love it. Um, One thing you said that I wanted to ask is you mentioned how um, when you're helping, what was her name that you were just Jody Miller? Yeah. So Jody. when yeah. you're telling her like about the mindset, it's like, you're trying too hard, you know, just don't think about winning. Don't try to win. Like, is that kind of your mental process for a competition? Well, you know, I, I, um, I had to work a lot on my brain. My, my brain was my biggest enemy for a long time. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of times that I might should call on a horse more than I do. Uh, but I'm a big, I mean, I let a lot of stuff roll one turn at a time, you know, keep it smooth. You know, sometimes like if you, if you're in a fraternity and someone just throws down a freaking rhyme, and you know you're not going to whip that run, make a good business run and get an average check, you know? Okay. Um, like smart, like ride smart. And if you're set up to win it, you know, go for it. But but don't try too hard because a lot of times people try too hard and they go for that win or they go for that blood and they get the horse's way. Um, and instead of just, I mean, you, you watch some of the best runs, like, you know, one of the, most beautiful jockeys to watch run is Cassie Mowry and you are some of her best runs and it's like poetry and motion it's so smooth and that's that's where I I that's what I like I like to try to keep it smooth keep it simple stay out of your horse's way and in my opinion that's um that's that's when what really shuts off the clock and then there's sometimes that you do got to go for a little blood but you know pick your battles Mm-hmm. kind of a deal yeah how do you handle that though like if you know you're going because I was just reading a little about you and you said like well it said you won this huge rodeo right before the NFR did you like you must have known that was an important rodeo so there was obviously a high oh, it's the only way it was the only way I was going to get to the finals yes and like the whole setup the whole setup like <laughs> if, 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 you, if you don't know rodeo if you know rodeo which I mean I didn't even know what the heck pro tour finals were someone's like oh ryan you qualified for pro tour finals i was like oh, okay awesome well like this is like luck it was luck i even got there okay because they have it set one set two you had to be in the top eight to get back to the finals on on saturday saturday's clean slate but out of that top eight you had to be top four and um i had to be i had to just with like to get back to Saturday, I was last hole. So I made back to Saturday, eighth hole. That was just pure luck, divine intervention. It's my dang <laughs> turn, whatever you want to call it. I yeah. shouldn't have made it back, but for whatever reason I did, I was like in a fraternity at um, Ardmore and I had to get Jody to hop on my Colts and ride them for Saturday because mm-hmm. I had to catch a flight to um, oh my gosh up there to wrap it because I didn't even think I was going to get back. I mean, it just was meant to be. And I just had a gut feeling like I get back top eight, I'm going to go make a run. And then when I got back and when I made that run top eight, they took back the top four. I just had to be third or better in that top four to get back to the final finals, to make it to the finals while I was fourth. So I still, so I either had to be first or second (laughs) out of those four. And those four were two world champions in Donna K. Rule and Balor. I mean, like, seriously I mean so I knew I knew for that final four I mean and I just like threw it like just went for it because there's nothing else to do (laughs) you're not gonna stick you up against those girls so that was probably one of the only times I like truly went for blood and (laughs) um but I knew but I knew my horse um I knew he felt really good Mm-hmm. and his genetics really played a part I mean that that horse is bred and born to be in those setups to be back-to-back runs like that that's kind of his thing mm-hmm. and um and it just all came together because I guess it was just meant to be that's so awesome I love that that yeah and I kind of like rodeo for that like you said it's like you have nothing to lose almost at that point so you're like if I go if I don't go for it I'm not gonna win if I go for it I you know, it's either one or the other. No, it was either I go for it, get into the finals or I don't. 
and yeah. it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that was just one of those times, like, I had to kind of, like, make it happen, mm-hmm. and um, it, it, cool. it worked out. That's it doesn't awesome. always work out, yeah, but it worked out. This time. <laughs> That's so cool. Love it. Do you ever, like, this just kind of made me think, like, if you're in a rut or something, you know, or just having like a lot of not good luck, you can't seem to get it. Like your brain is not for you. It's completely being against you. Like, how do you, is there a way that you come out of that? Or you just stay really positive? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you get out of that rut? I read a lot of, I read a lot of history books. Mm, Cool. You know, and I think back to um, our founding fathers and like you get in a rut, this, I mean, how, how big of a rut is it? compared to what George Washington had to endure to win the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, how big a rut can it actually be? Yeah. I mean, we drive trucks with diesel. We have food in our face. Yeah. We have all the big things, all the best technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, how bad can it be? Yeah. I mean, you just got to get gritty, yeah. you know, reassess your situation, mm-hmm. clear your brain, and just get a little tough. Yeah. You know, that's what separates the, the winners from the losers is because the winners and the closers, they're not going to, they're not going to fold over and roll over. They're going to yeah. be like, I'm going to figure this out and it's, it, it, it's going to work out, you know, for whatever reason, life is wanting to teach me something. So I'm going to take the life lesson and carry on. Yeah. So true. I think, yeah, like you just said, it's a lot of perspective kind of like if you put it in a real perspective of the grand scheme of things, your rut is like, you know, it's not a big deal. You can overcome this. You know, read the, you read the tattoo of Auschwitz, that, that book about the tattoo of Auschwitz. I mean, that's a rut. Read the zookeeper's wife when they bombed the shit out of that zoo in Poland or World War II. That's a rut, you know, Mm -hmm. like you think killing off all those beautiful zoo animals but then using that place to hide a bunch of jews i mean that's a rut yeah i mean this, this is nothing nothing you know my news you know watching those boys go over there uh well world war ii really i mean that, that, that really um gets me wound up because those boys i mean like nowadays you would listen to the army you know listen to their you know air force and stuff mm-hmm. those boys were just farm boys getting or, you know, on their way to the Olympics, getting pulled out, saying, hey, you got to figure out how to buy this plane. And we don't even know that much about these planes. <laughs> and so I, I read a lot of that kind of stuff and uh, a lot about our founding fathers and just a bunch of really smart, dead people. And uh, that gets me out of my rut. Yeah, can learn a lot from it, too. And obviously, oh, yeah. those passionate. people are gritty. Yeah, there is lots definitely you can learn. I'm trying, like, I like history, except I have a horrible memory, which is my problem. So I learn about it and I'm intrigued by it and hearing how things have played out, especially in the past. It was pretty brutal back then. And yeah, like, we're pretty fortunate. And you talk a lot about gratitude, which I like. Just got to be thankful. Yeah. So moving forward, I'm just looking at some of the questions I had. Actually, let's go complete full circle to the question that got us this conversation that we tried to record and we had technical difficulties, but what is the one thing that you wish you knew or some advice that you had going into your first NFR? If there's a piece of advice or a piece of advice that you just wish you knew in general that you could share with us. Uh you know, well, this NFR was so different. Like all the girls that went to the NFR this year, nobody really knew what was going on. It was so True. strict during COVID. Um, you know, it was just kind of a wacky year. Mm-hmm. So no one really knew anything. I, I mean, I guess I would have known, wish I would have known you worked that hard. You're not going to have your main mount. May could have started back in, mm-hmm. you know, June or July, getting to know and becoming a buddy with a, you know, another horse that really fits your style. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was, it was pretty, I mean, cut and dry. I mean, they have a bunch of rules back there. Like if you do this, you'll get fined. And all of a sudden they have like a little, I mean, that's how the PRSA makes their money. They find the shit out of you over <laughs> stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure they made some money off that COVID test too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they tried to blame it on Arlington, but I hired a lawyer and you know what it, it wasn't Arlington. So, um, there's a lot of corruption going on there. And, uh, I, I, I just, I don't know. Um, I love the, the, the image, um, that rodeo upholds, like the people that 
like do like the patriotic opening ceremonies and stuff. It's like my favorite thing. But, um, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of the barrel and pro producers would have stood by their people a little bit better than PRCA did over the COVID thing and watching, you know, Donna Kay not getting to perform mm -hmm. and uh, the calf roper not getting to compete over a year that over kind of bullshit. So I, I, I guess I would have liked to know that there was a little bit more chivalry and a little bit more like gritty cowboyness. Um, where people would take a stand together a little bit better. Yeah, that's true. And it didn't really happen like that. I couldn't even imagine the yeah. type of heartbreak to do all that. And then it's just like one dumb little test kind of that you could easily like sort out. Well, some people, what, what, this is what's funny to me. Okay. So yeah. they, they, what happened was there's some people that tested positive, but they isolated for 14 days and they had a doctor's note saying, you know, you're going to get that rapid test. It doesn't matter how many times you're going to test positive. What happens is Donna Kay is she did a rapid test and a PCR test. It came back negative, which those tests are never accurate. She had zero symptoms, yeah. zero freaking symptoms. And, uh, you know, like if I was, I mean, it's hard for me to stay, but mm -hmm. I was 16th girl or 17th girl. I would, I don't, I don't think I could have taken her spot, you know, just out of like loyalty and like a little That's sense of what's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. And yeah. that kind of made me lose my spirit a little bit there too, because um, I have a lot of respect for that horse. I have a lot of respect for Donna Kay and to watch something so asinine go down <laughs> in a bar you work so hard mm -hmm. and it was like the worst year and then there's Something she had else. a chance at the world title mm -hmm. she had a chance to win the world there you know um anyways it'll come back around to her but i eh, kind of made me lose my spirit a little bit not gonna lie yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's such a hard position to be into. Like if you were that spot, I kind of agree with you, but like, it's hard to say unless you're there almost like if I, I, I know, <laughs> I know what I would have done if I was yeah. there, but yeah. you know, a lot of people don't think I've like that actually, at full level. That, yeah that would have been pretty cool actually just to see like like you said just that spirit and just to like take a stand almost I think draw, draw a line yeah. you know draw yeah. a line and that's what a lot of problems with this country is people don't draw any lines yeah you no know, what's right is right what's wrong is wrong what is bullshit is bullshit mm -hmm. and um that one small know. thing can make a difference too, right? It's like if you, if one person decides to say, hey, this is what I'm doing and you do it in your circle, like that does have a ripple effect, I think. And it would start. Oh, to, yeah. You know. But that it, I know, I know with my fraternity people that I'm tight with, I know, <laughs> I know the producers wouldn't have treated them like that. And I, 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 I know, I know yeah. there's like some, um, there's a little bit deeper loyalty in my opinion. And I mean, some people in the rodeo business might get really mad about that, but, um, you know, there's just some shadiness because, um, I did hire a lawyer when they said they were going to do that COVID thing. I had him and he's actually part of the house, uh, and he's a lawyer. And I mean, he's part of the legislator, uh, legislative legislation um right legislation right now in austin and uh he called um up there to arlington and he said i hate to break it to you ryan the good old prca boys deal might not be so good because arlington it's not arlington so somebody was making money off those covid tests i mean <laughs> but it's like that and everything right yeah I mean, I hired a lawyer. I paid a lawyer to look into that, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that that's a big issue I have. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what, why? I mean, so who, who was making the money off the test? Yeah. I mean, everybody was having to get a test. Everybody in our little group was having to get a test. And I just wonder who made the money off of it. Yeah. It wasn't the city of Arlington. So um, just some of that stuff just kind of gave me a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. I hate to say it, but yeah. Fair enough. I mean, what's true is true, I guess. And you did the background to actually get the facts straight, right? Which I'm sure a lot of people. Would. Oh, yeah. Like I paid a lawyer <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I had him and I and I called on K. I was like, look, I have a lawyer. Like, let's fight this shit. Like, yeah. 
and um, she was just so devastated. I mean, they treated her like she had leprosy. <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Yeah. They did, for oh. her to get her horse and stuff, they treated her like she had leprosy. It, it, it was disgusting. And she had zero symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Such a weird deal. Such a weird, yeah. Like even asking the question about the NFR, it's like, it's hard to even answer that because it's not even a normal, like nothing was no. really normal about anything. Like it was just such a odd time. But for everything. Yeah. How is it at futurities and stuff? Like pretty, pretty normal? Totally normal. Yeah. And our producers, they work their butt off. And, you know, I appreciate the producers. Um, of all these big fraternities, like you go to the pink buckle or the ruby buckle or BBR, yeah, um, even the smaller fraternities like Bizbomb and Cornhusker. I mean, they, those producers, they work so hard. They gather up sponsorships and they're, they're, they, they take care of us. Yeah. And I just feel like the PRCA just really sold down their, the, 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 sold the, sold their members down the yeah. river a little bit. And you're talking about the cream of the crop that had a terrible, tough year. I had to go to every Tom, Dick, and Harry rodeo. And it was no easy way to get there. You know, it was salty. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it was just kind of, that's the difference that I felt. You know, everybody has their own perception. That was my perception. Yeah. Fair enough. Do you have any plans to do it again if you have another horse or to go to the NFR? What? Do you have any more no. plans? <laughs> I just had to ask. No. I kind of figured, but you know, like, um, we, like I've got some horses that I'm keeping like from our breeding program. And, you know, if I get older and then my husband, you know, like our work slows down and he can go with me and we have like this bus where I can pack yeah. my badger, my bird and like yeah. three or four good horses that we raise. And, you know, I stay out there and it's just me and him or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably do it. I don't ever want to do it. Like I did it. Yeah, that's but I have a lot of goals that I want to accomplish in the fraternity world and the breeding industry mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I want to do that first. Yeah. And I plan on staying fit enough where I can last a little bit longer. Definitely. That's very important. Are you are you kind of yeah. like are you a dedicated fitness person? Would you say Yes. Um, yeah. And I really uh really have gotten really strict now again. Uh, last year I was just like such a whirlwind and I did as good as I could, but mm-hmm. um but yeah, I thoroughly enjoy fitness. Um yeah. really cleaned up like I did this well, I'm almost done with it, 75 day hard deal, and that's why okay, I've got yeah. this like gallon water nice. um <laughs> Stay yeah and yeah and, st- and you know cut out sugars Good. and um and, and and I do think it it plays a really big part into your mental game and you know I don't drink uh no alcohol mm-hmm. just try to keep everything real clean mm-hmm. and try to stump out any little uh tenth of mediocrity out but you know like some people don't have to like but yeah. it's good for my mind to approach yeah. it that way, you know. Yeah. And it kind of call me a, fu- a, a fun hater, but yeah. I have a good time. It's just in a different way. Yeah, and it kind of <laughs> goes back to just that, um, like you have to work really hard for it. And when you have like those struggles, or you think, "Well, I need to do it for my mental sake of competition," like it's going to help you out anyways and make you a better competitor, which is awesome. Is that like for me? That- you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't like to drink and stuff. I mean, like very rare maybe cut loose like once every two years um but I'm gonna not be you know there's a lot of people that pay me to ride these real expensive horses Mm. and you know if I don't come through for them it's not from lack of try if I don't come through for them it's not from going out and partying and not doing taking care of business um because you know that's their money and um so uh I'm kind of big on that Uh I mean that's just my like that's just the way I perceive it. And if I let myself down in that way, I feel like I'm not giving a hundred percent and then yeah. it whips on my mind a little bit. Yeah. Just the prior, like prioritizing kind of what's important. And I think that's really important to do that. So when you're actually, I just kind of thought of this, but like, if you're going to a long weekend or like, if you're at a huge race and it's obviously like three days plus. What is your process to stay sharp? If you're super busy, you're not getting a lot of sleep or whatnot, like how do you actually like stay physically and mentally like game on? 
for that long. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a coffee holic, <laughs> and um, but I do better tired. So like, if I was a horse. I'm one of those horses that need to be saddled, tied out, rode down, <laughs> that stuff. Like I, I do better tired. I, I do better with little sleep. I do better maxed out. Um, so and, you're a perfect uh, trainer. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I do better like that. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, real, real strung out. I've been like that my whole life. Um, and there's not a lot of people that want to, like work with me, work for me for a long period of time. Cause I burn them out and you know, yeah. uh, a little of Ryan Padone goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun and games at first. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't stay fun to a lot of people for very long. That's hilarious. Someone asked me, they're like, I'm like, what do you have questions for Ryan? They're like, what is her Starbucks order? <laughs> they're like her energy. I don't shop coffee. Starbucks anymore. I find local coffee. So, um, yeah, so no more Starbucks too liberal Yeah, (laughs) and they support everything I don't believe in. So yeah, I don't, no more Starbucks. So, um, I'm a big, uh, like Americano, you know, quad shot Americano, (laughs) few shots. Yeah. Quad shot Americano. Um, if I get a cappuccino, it's an almond milk now, no syrup. Okay. So, uh, Everyone make yeah, out. So, <laughs> this is how to have yes, energy I, like I love... <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I get really sleepy if I eat. So, mm-hmm. uh, but when I, but, and I've also been getting these factor meals that are really awesome. Um, and um, they're all weighed out and real clean, non-GMO, non-antibiotic. Nice. And you just pop them in the microwave and they're good. It's yeah. like legit gourmet. And they come from Canada. They represent Canada. <laughs> That's actually good because it's so good. much easier too, right? And if you can cross that one thing off your list that just adds more work to do, do it. Right? Yeah, we we work a lot between me and my husband, and um, and it's even he eats them, and then his uh, son he really needs to clean up his diet, you know. And um, they they even get those for his like lunch and stuff, and right. they're really good. Yeah. Good to know. Make note. Um, speaking of your husband is, has he always been around horses or like, how did that whole thing happen? Oh my gosh. You don't want to go there. There's so no? many conspiracies to our relationship, but yeah. So, um, the simple form. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, uh, so we, we got together in 2014. We were good friends before that, um, had a really shitty relationship before that with another vet, but, um, learned a lot. And then super appreciative for Don. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a good equine, really good equine vet. Super laid back, just really good guy. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Lucky to have. Yeah, no doubt. That'd be pretty and handy. He loves I animals. Yeah. Win win. Um, you know, I want, I don't want to ride in my colts, but he can work on them all day long. <laughs> we don't ride horses together, but yeah. uh, he loves like to hunt fish. But, um, you know, he, he actually ropes really good. Okay. He's just, um, you know, Colts aren't his forte. It is his forte? <laughs> no, they're not. Oh. <laughs> they're not his forte. Like, I mean, he does, he works on a bunch of really good horses, you know. Um, he works on a lot of, like, really yeah. good horses. But, yeah. you know, riding Colts and stuff, that's not his thing. He likes to hunt, fish. Yeah. And, so busy, uh, and, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. He slams. Yeah, awesome. very, very full schedule. Yeah, that probably works well for you too. Like, I feel like, because I mean, I'm single, but if you're in a relationship and you have that lifestyle, like, you really need someone that kind of like has the same. Yeah, and you can't, you can't be a needy guy if you're yeah. if you're married to a trainer. This is true. <laughs> you can't be somebody that needs their ego stroked. They got to be a pretty strong man. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you're busy. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm busy, busy, and I'm not one to stroke somebody's ego. Yeah, like. You know, got, got better. Big boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really love it. So, but we're a good team. Mm-hmm. Super lucky to have. Yeah. That's great. Love this conversation, Ryan. Thanks. Yeah. Are you, how much, like, how long is your drive right now? <laughs> oh man. I got like another 30 minutes to home. Okay. That's not bad. Are you going yeah. there tomorrow as, as well? Yeah. 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 I'll run, I'll run tomorrow and um, I just only entered forehead and I'll take a couple colts. I'm going to go early so I can watch my friend, um, Patty Rawls. She's nice. up early. So I'm going to go 
go there to get there early and watch her and ride some colts. Actually, I just thought of something I wanted to ask you. So you talk about having people help you and work. So I totally did that internship experience. And I mean, if you're looking for one, I might be able to drop my life and come visit. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> what is it like? Like, I want to know what it's like working for you. Like you say, you're super busy. You burn people out. Like, can you explain that? Like, do you like having help? Well, you know, like, um, I've had some really good girls come and, um, I think all of them have walked away with some sort of learning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to be with someone like me. I'm one, not scheduled two don't sleep much three. Mm-hmm. It's not just training horses. Like we have breeding horses. We have a vet clinic, you know, um, I get lessons, uh, I have open horses. I mean, like it's all over the place. I like to go work out my, I'm not organized, you know, it's organized up here, but I just kind of roll with stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not a very structured person, never have been, but, um, and I have lots of animals, so <laughs> you gotta like animals and then I'm all over the place. And, uh, I mean, I pay good, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, and you have to have a certain type of energy to be around me. Like I said, like I, I had one girl, she was great worker, great worker. But, you know, our energies just didn't vibe, you know. She's a great worker. Just wasn't a good fit there. And then I've had other people, like, you know, usually interns, they they come and stay a little while and then they're gone. Or you get them right there, right when they're good and then they're gone. Or, you know, it takes a special person. Uh, The girl I have right now is really good. So hopefully she'll want to stay a little longer than the others. (laughs) <laughs> that's right it's like all employees you train them enough and then it's like okay we're on to the next thing they kind of outgrow yeah I try to give them incentive to stay though yeah um but you know what is it like what do they do like do you want to be the ones handling the horses or do you let them you know if they're saddling or do you want to be the one doing uh you know so I used I, I used to have some girls like a show what I want done and like ride with them and teach them stuff it depends on how handy they are I had one girl that was super super talented and handy and uh you know she even she even won on um one of our derby horses but uh it just depends on their level uh, I really like to, on my Colts, I like to be the one that does stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, during the past two summers, I was rodeoing so much that uh, both girls I had that summer, they were both really handy and they, yeah. they were with me quite some time. And um, I trusted them with horses, but That's no, good. I, overall, I like to be the one to do the stuff with the Colts. Um, so it's kind of, just, just depends on how build. they do that. I, I do want them to grow as a horseman. So I try to show them something or put mm-hmm. them on stuff so that mm-hmm. they can get the feel or see what I'm looking for. If that's what, if they, if they want to learn, for you know, sure. so they're not even empty handed. I mean, I, I do want them to get something out of it. Yeah. I mean, it's that's not a- like I'm, I'm kind of a pain in the ass, you know, gotta have something, <laughs> that's something. There's some benefit coming out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah here here let me give you a lesson this will <laughs> clear it all over that's all. or you know like or put them on a horse so they can learn to feel or yeah. you know grow as a jockey yeah that's huge too they leave something good you know not mm-hmm. a total bad experience yeah yeah but it's hard trainers trainers like i mean trainers <laughs> It takes a lot to be a top trainer. And I don't think sometimes when interns come into it, they don't know, they don't take into um, consideration on how much it cost us, what, what expectations are on us, how much we gave up to be where we're at. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm super appreciative to the people that helped me get where I am. And I'm super appreciative to the people that work with me. I even hate even saying work for me. I like to say work with me. And then if I don't jive, I want to talk just because I, I don't like any negative yes. energy. Like, I don't like that. So I'm not one. I will cut my nose to spite my face and I'm getting a little old for that. But I, when, when it's done, it's done. Like, I don't, I'm not going to pretend I'm, you know, it's all good. I think when it's done, it's done because I, I don't like that fakeness. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah it's gotta be a good flow you know totally 
That actually is amazing. Cause I literally was saying that. And I had that experience where I was totally working for somebody. And I literally said that I'm like, I want to work with you. I'm here to help you. You're here to help. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's supposed to be like that relationship type thing. And absolutely love that. Cause it is so true. You're there to work with them. And I think with everything it is working together to better the whole situation. And to oh yeah. Resources. It makes it a lot easier on me if I have someone with me, but, um, yeah. If I get a bad taste in my mouth or it's not going, mm-hmm. it's done. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to fight. I don't like to figure. I I have been known to give people lectures. I don't really like that very much, but I am kind of a lecturer. <laughs> but I mean, that's just like how I like to communicate. Like, all right, you know, but it's all perception and no one's perfect. But if you can get, if you can finally find that person that kind of gels, uh, you can make a lot more money having someone solid with you but you've got to make sure that person gets something in return mm-hmm. where they can grow too they're not just stuck there yeah so true love it do you usually just have one person like how many horses do you even like what is your limit per year for how many horses you want oh man you know <laughs> well we have a lot of our own so like at my house I probably have a hundred head of horses holy shit so um yeah and like right now i mean we have a bunch in riding um so and i can do it all it's just like catch saddle unsaddle you know we have a very good system and i mean that's what I, that's all i do yeah yeah eat drink and sleep it i don't have any my hobby is to work out that's my hobbies, you know yeah but this is what i like to do um so very few and far between people that are wired that way so it's hard to find those people that don't keep for now but but you know and i'm not i'm not a i'm not real good with time my time just goes like this just flows you know so (laughs) feels that way sometimes you're like oh shit like the day's over what just happened (laughs) i know i grew up on a dairy and my concept of time is not good you know like on a dairy there's there's no end there's no start you start when it ends and you end when it starts Uh you know like it's it just flows so my concept of time sucks yeah but that's kind of nice though I kind of like that where you know you don't have to really look at the clock you just get your shit done you get the job done and then you're done for the day and you know what I mean like you don't need to look and see really what time it is unless it's an appointment but (laughs) maybe Yeah. yeah so yeah it's definitely different and I'm real weird about astrological science there's certain signs like how however uh the girl that's working for me now she's a Gemini and I can say but she's not on any Prozac or anything like that she's totally normal that's another thing I, I well, ask about clear. antidepressants because most of those girls with antidepressants at a young age you know I it's not gonna work well with my lifestyle because I'm a big like figure that shit out and get over it you know that's the new, that's the new age amazing. millennials are all about you know get that dress it's all that shit a little sensitive speaking of yeah. uh, zodiac what's your sign oh what my sign i'm an aries oh nice okay i don't yeah. know that much but i totally am into it as well like there's something there <laughs> pisces usually out however what? like one of my good friends Kimmy Byler, she's a Pisces, and when I met her, I was like, ah, oh, we won't be friends very long. But um, and then like some of my best clients, it's a husband wife. They've been great clients. They're both Pisces. I get along with them great. So there's exceptions, to it, but they don't work. I work yeah. for them. Okay. <laughs> they don't work with me. <laughs> so maybe that's the thing. That's the difference. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, how, how I, you- I, I I had a stepmom that was a Pisces, and they left a really bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad I'm not a Pisces. Anyone listening that's a Pisces, we're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they're good. They're just a little emotional for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Gonna have to do some research on that. (laughs) I'm a Leo, and I think (laughs) Leo's good. Leo's good. That's a bold. It's a good sign. Get along with Leos. Yeah, there you go. I feel like we're vibing. This is a good conversation. It's been awesome. <laughs> well, I uh, don't really, I think this has been kind of like the cutoff time. Like we've been at it for a while. Uh, got all my, Perfect. yeah. Do you have anything you want to add? Like for people listening that might, you know, one piece of advice that you could give everyone a reminder. 
um, you know, like in life, I think it's really important for people to discover their purpose and their passion and really delve into it. I think a, a lot of people um, kind of wander around in life trying to figure out what their purpose and passion is and, um, and then just go for it, go all in. Love it. I think you should write a book. <laughs> Maybe. I, I, gotta, I need a little bit more age, a little bit more knowledge. Yeah. I'm very learning. <laughs> well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Thank yeah. you. Well, there you have it, guys. That was the interview that I did with Ryan Padone, and it was so awesome. I hope you feel the same way and you really enjoyed listening to our conversation. If you want to follow for more and hear what we have to say next week, I am going to be going to visit Caleb Klingen again for part two of our cult starting and just horse training discussion that didn't get recorded. My bad. But we're going to get together and do that next week, so please subscribe, follow along, Your support is so much appreciated and thank you so much for listening to the Weekend Hustle podcast. Goodbye for now and we will talk next week.